It is a very special day. It's been uh, a special time. Several weeks ago, we appointed uh, several men to join our ranks of deacons and serve as those special servants with designated tasks. And uh, so it's wonderful to get the update from our shepherd, David Hammond, about the meeting last week. And I add my appreciation to uh, Gary for heading that meeting up and for our our elders and our deacons for the work that they have been uh, doing and uh, the work that we all have ahead for us as well. Uh, While some serve in specific tasks, all disciples are called to be servant leaders. This is not something that we get to decide if we want to do or not. Jesus shares, as we'll see in the scripture passages this morning, that he wants all of us to serve, and he wants all of us to be servant leaders. And again, some do that in very specific roles, in very specific tasks, such as our elders and our deacons, such as our Bible class teachers and other ministry leaders who serve in in so many ways, um, so much ministry that is done through this church family. And so what a blessing it is today to see our brother Grant join uh, our other shepherds as elders of this church family, to know that we have uh, very active men who are going to be leading in our various ministries as deacons and others who who have picked up the slack. We have so many that Uh, are attending online still, and again, we're thankful for that. And they continue to be as involved uh, as as you can, and and we know that, and we're grateful for that. We pray for the day when we'll all be able to be together and safely uh, joining each other as we lift up our voices in song and prayer and as we join together in communion and Bible study. But in the meantime, isn't it great to have the Internet? What a great blessing that is. And so many of our folks that are at home and are attending and worshiping with us uh, remotely uh, still continue to serve and still continue to lead and to try to help others as they hear about the needs that they might have. Continue to give, continue to serve, continue to lead. What a great blessing that is. Uh, All disciples of Jesus lead by serving. As David Hammond shared, we're excited about the youth minister search process. That goes on, and we have a great committee formed led by uh, our two uh, deacons who are over uh, youth, Randy Turner and Jonathan Stone, and, and we look forward to God leading us to that man who will be able to serve this church family and our youth and our youth families in that very special role. In the meantime, as David shared, that work goes on. And we appreciate uh, uh, those who are involved in that work even right now. All disciples of Jesus lead by serving. As Chad shared during our communion time, we're not alone. We have the Lord who is with us and we have each other. One of the great blessings that God has given us is a church family. Uh, that we think that we have been isolated this year in this pandemic year. Imagine going through all of this without a church family, uh, without brothers and sisters in Christ uh, that are there when you need them and that will accept your help when it is needed and can remain in contact and in prayer. Uh, What a great blessing 
that is. I believe in servant leadership. We shared some of these thoughts several weeks ago as we appointed new deacons, and we're reminding ourselves of those uh, of that call to be servant leaders on this special day uh, today. Uh, all serve as servant leaders. Uh, some serve in very specific roles and tasks, but all of us are called to serve. All of us are called to lead. Servant leaders answer the call. They answer the call to serve. They answer the call to give. They answer the call to love. And they answer the call to lead. And so the passages of Scripture that I'm listing today are Scriptures not given just specifically to elders. They apply to them, of course, but they're given to all of us. I believe in servant leadership. So four things about servant leaders, actually five today. First of all, servant leaders answer the call to serve. That great passage in Matthew chapter 20, where a well-meaning mom, don't you just love moms? (laughs) I've known moms like James and John's mom, Mrs. Zebedee who goes to Jesus with her boys and she says, you know, I got some great kids. We don't have time for me to pull out my cell phone right now and show you pictures of them growing up, but they were terrific growing up and they're terrific now. I know you would agree, Jesus. And so why don't you let them sit one on your right and one on your left when you come in your kingdom? Doesn't that sound like a great idea? And Jesus says, well, look, there's there's more to this than glory. Make the sacrifices you're going to be called to make. Sure, sure, we can. And Jesus says, well, and you will. You will. In fact, one of those two boys, James, the brother of John, was the very first apostle killed for the faith in Acts chapter 12. So yes, they would make those sacrifices. But Jesus goes on to say, look, that's not my call. I'm going to leave that to the Father. But I can tell you this. You can be a leader You can be first, but here's what that looks like. If you're going to be a leader, you've got to serve. If you're going to be first, you've got to be last. Because Jesus says, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. In other places, Jesus would be even more clear about that. And tell his disciples, look, if... uh, if they've treated me this way, if I've had to sacrifice this way, then, and I'm the master and you're the servants. I'm the shepherd and you're the sheep. I'm the Lord and you're the disciples. If that was the case for me, then it will be even more so for you. Servant leaders answer that call, just as Jesus did. The call not to be served, but to serve. Servant leaders answer the call to serve. Secondly, today, servant leaders answer the call to give. This very familiar passage in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 is an extended uh, version, a sermon message about giving, and specifically giving financially. But we understand what it means because in these first few verses of 2 Corinthians 8, Paul says it starts in the heart. It starts with the heart. 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace God has given the Macedonian churches, those churches such as Philippi in the northern part of modern-day Greece. Verse 2, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. Verse 5 says, They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. Servant leaders answer the call to give. And they give themselves first. And once you've given yourself first, then everything else just kind of joins right in. Because in a sense, you've already committed that part. If you've given yourself, then you've given it all. And so whether it's money or time or gifts, you are willing to do that when you see the need and when you're able to answer the call. Servant leaders answer the call to give. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. Verse 7 says, since you excel in everything in faith and speech and knowledge in complete earnestness and in the love we've kindled in you, see that you excel in this grace of giving. Following in the steps of the Lord, as we sang earlier, who came and gave. Paul continues on and applies that to the Lord in verse 9. He says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. That's how this giving thing works. We give, but we give in response to what Jesus has already given for us. And so just as he came to give, he sends us out now to do the same to give as we have received from him. This great passage in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 ends with these words in chapter 9, verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Everything that we do, everything that we give is a response. It's not not done to receive some blessing. It's done because we have received the blessing. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Servant leaders answer the call to serve. Servant leaders answer the call to give. And servant leaders answer the call to love. In Mark 12 is Mark's version of this familiar instance. In Luke 10, as Luke writes about this, he he writes it in the context of the Good Samaritan parable that Jesus tells. As Mark records it, he records it with a man who seems to be a little bit more genuine, perhaps, than what Matthew uh, might record and Luke might record. Mark chapter 12, beginning at verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Quoting from Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. 
And the second is this, now quoting from Leviticus 19. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Verse 32, well said, teacher, the man replied, you're right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Servant leaders answer the call to love, to love God first of all with everything that we are, everything that we have, everything about us. As the first of the Ten Commandments says, have no other gods before him. And as Paul quotes that great passage, in Deut- or as Jesus quotes that great passage from Deuteronomy 6, love the Lord your God with everything about you, heart, soul, strength, mind, everything. And that is the greatest commandment. And the second Jesus says is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And typically when we give, we're giving to our neighbor. And we're giving for our neighbor. Some of those neighbors we might know very personally. Some of them maybe not. But love calls us to give. And love calls us to serve. Servant leaders answer the call to serve. Servant leaders answer the call to give. Servant leaders answer the call to love. And then fourth, servant leaders answer the call to lead. As a writer of Hebrews begins to wind down this great epistle, um, He says this in Hebrews chapter 13, beginning in verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so, one of their issues of their day. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. Verse 11, the high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so when they offered up those sacrifices or when they had anything unclean, it was to be taken out of the camp. And that's how they got rid of it. That was the refuse. That was what was unclean. And what the writer of Hebrews says is that is the ultimate act of service. To go outside the camp. To go and join the refuse to join that which is unclean, to join yourself to that which is unclean. Verse 12 of Hebrews 13, And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. That's what Jesus did for us. It started, as John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. It started in John 1 when this eternal creator word took upon flesh and lived for a while 
among us. It ultimately came by him becoming a curse for us and dying on the cross, as Chad led us in celebrating as we gathered around the table. And it continued with that resurrection seen in the empty tomb. Jesus himself went outside the city gate, outside the camp, to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then, verse 13, go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city to come. And servant leaders do that. They follow Jesus. And as they are following Jesus outside the camp to do whatever task is called upon to be done, and whatever that might mean, they're leading others as they follow Jesus there. And what a blessing it is to have shepherds of the flock here who will be that kind of leader, who will be servant leaders, who will join the Lord they love outside the city gate, outside the camp, and call on others to see their service first and then to follow their lead in joining Jesus there. Here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. And so in the meantime, we worship. We're going to be talking about these next two verses next Sunday as we speak about what I believe in, why I believe in biblical worship. Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16, give us the instructions about how we're to worship. We're to worship directly with our praise, with the things that come out of our mouth, but we're also to worship indirectly by living the life of Christ every day and doing good and helping others. Verse 15, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. And then the Holy Spirit gives us, the sheep, some instructions about our leaders, our shepherds. Hebrews 13, verse 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Yes, it is no small task to be an elder in the church. It is no small task to take on the oversight of God's people. It is a humbling thing. It is a daunting thing. It is a fearful thing. And it is a great, great blessing. To the shepherd and to the sheep, they watch over you as those who must give an account. They will answer to God for the kind of servant leaders they are in that role as shepherds, as bishops and overseers, as elders. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. We are called upon to do what we can to help make their role and their task and their ministry a joy and not a burden. And there's a reason for that. And I'm convinced of this after 40 plus years in ministry. There's a reason why we are called upon to help make their, their work and their ministry a joy and not a burden. Because they don't need our help to make it a burden. 
it already is. It already is. Day in and day out, year in and year out. These men and their wives, their family, they share this burden. But these men especially who have to give an account for the leadership, the servant leadership that they are providing for the church for which Jesus died. And I want you to know that our elders get that. And they feel that burden and they feel it greatly. And there's nothing that we need to do to add to that burden. But what is needed is for us to add to the joy, to make their work a joy. It will always be a burden. We can't take that completely away. But what we can do is encourage them and get behind them and submit to them and and help them help us by following their lead to be servant leaders. And then the writer of Hebrews finishes this great passage by saying this in verse 18, pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. And I hear that prayer from our elders calling out to each one of us, pray for us. I hope you pray every single day for our elders. I I especially hope you've prayed for them every day this year. Because it has been especially burdensome for them. And yet they have been there for us. They have been there for the church. They're not superhuman. They're not perfect. But they are faithful. And they are our shepherds. And we pray for them. Servant leaders answer the call to serve. Servant leaders answer the call to give. Servant leaders answer the call to love. Servant leaders answer the call to lead. And as we close today, servant leaders answer to the chief shepherd. Peter makes a point of that in the passage I read earlier from 1 Peter 5 as he talks to the elders that were there in the churches where he was writing to, probably in the northern part of modern-day Turkey. Perhaps some of them even having been appointed by Paul and Barnabas after going through on that first mission journey. Some later, of course, but as Peter writes this and he counsels them as a fellow elder to to be examples to the flock, to do this willingly, to do this humbly, because they will answer to the chief shepherd of their souls, of all of our souls. And as the writer of Hebrews ends this great uh, book, Uh, He mentions several things, and I want to read verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And that is a great prayer for us to pray for our leaders. That is a great prayer for us to pray for one another and for our church. To decide to follow Jesus is to pray the prayer, this prayer that I just read. To decide to follow Jesus is to pray the prayer we're about to sing. Lord, make me a servant. Lord, make me like you. If our church can help answer that prayer today. Come as we stand and sing this great song together.